Hey everybody, Charlie Craig here, and I want to welcome you to episode five of the Life His Way podcast. Today I'm going to continue in a series of talks or discussions about light in the darkness. Hey, I went through some tough stuff in 2022, and I want to talk about how even though I walked through one of the darkest seasons of my life, I could still see and recognize and receive from the light of God's goodness and his greatness and his mercy and grace working in my life. So I want to go ahead and jump into today's content, Light in the Darkness, episode five, part two of Light in the Darkness. So last episode, I talked about and kind of introduced us into this Light in the Darkness series of talks. And I said that I was going to spend the next two episodes talking about the greatness and goodness of God. And today I want to talk about the greatness of God. Like There's no way I could have made it through the stuff that I went through if I didn't have an understanding, if I didn't have a willingness to recognize the greatness of who God is. I believe that unfortunately that society has downplayed the greatness of God, that society has downplayed who God is and what that means to us here on the earth. And it seems like we, uh, as a people, like even church-wise, you know, not just talking about culture and society, but it seems like we've kind of forgotten the magnificence of God that we've forgotten the gloriousness of God, that we've forgotten about the holiness of God and the greatness of who God is. And when I talk about God, I'm talking about Christianity. I'm talking about the God, like the triune, three in one, like Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God, the one true God. And going through the hardships that I've experienced in 2022, I had the potential of just kind of quitting, of giving up. Those storms and those hardships had the potential of just taking me out. And it seemed like my life just became unraveled and just kind of blew up in a very short amount of time. And what should have taken me out what should have caused me to throw in the towel and to give up on ministry and to give up on faith and to give up on on what God has called me to do. Because of what I'm going to talk about today and next week, because I've had this understanding and this theology of who God is, I was able to hold on to my faith and hold on to the hope of a greater and brighter future, no matter what my present looks like at that time and even at this time. I can hold on to the fact that God is great and that God is good. In John chapter 10, Jesus tells us that Satan, the devil, who is the thief, has come to steal, kill, and destroy. And that couldn't be more true because I know that in that 2022 season of my life, that Satan got a foothold in my life and he destroyed some things, like messed some things completely up. 
in the storm that I went through, many people who go through stuff like that just don't make it out of that storm. Or when they do come out of that storm, they're an entirely different person for the worse and not for the better. They become bitter and not better. And I'm believing that as I come out of this storm, that God's going to make me better and I won't become bitter because of what I've gone through. The things that helped me make it through that dark season of my life and to make it through with my sanity and to make it through with my faith and to make it through with my optimism is the fact that I had good godly counsel in my life. Uh, the fact that I had a licensed Christian therapist that I was able to talk to. Uh, the truth that I was able to have a season of solitude and a season to have time to myself and with God to heal and to work through something, to have key friendships in my life and to even have projects for myself to work on in the middle of, those, of that storm. And all of that was great. And all of that is wonderful to have. And I believe that God instructs us and advises us to have that in our lives, no matter what season we're in, good or bad, so that when we do go through a tough season in our lives, that we have those things in place to help us to get through that season, even though it may not be easy, that we can still come out of that storm and come out of the darkness and come out of that dark season with a testimony. So all of those things were great to have and they helped me to weather the storm. But if I did not have what I'm going to talk about today and what I'm going to talk about next Monday, if I did not have these two things, but I had all of those things, then it still would not have worked out for me. It still would not have been a good ending to that season if I did not have what I'm going to talk about today and what I'm going to talk about next week. If I didn't have these things, I would have fallen apart still, and I know that the darkness would have consumed me. And all those things, godly friendships, godly counsel, Christian therapy, all of that, all of those things are wonderful and they're good, but without this, I would not have successfully made it through the darkness and through that storm. To successfully make it through a storm, to successfully make it through a dark season in your life, and to come out on the other side better and not bitter, and being the person that God has called you to be, you have to have an anchored faith. An anchored faith in the truth of these two things, that God is great and that God is good. To have an anchored faith in the truth that God is great and that God is good. And today I want to talk about the greatness of God. I want to talk about the greatness of God. And next Monday for episode number six, I want to talk about the goodness of God. Like, I believe that God is great, not because I have to believe that God is great, but because he is great. 
Like, I believe that God is great, not because I just have to believe. I just have to believe. No, God is great. God is great, and I've seen his greatness, and therefore, I have no other choice but to believe that God is great. Some people kind of have to talk themselves into it. Some people kind of have to think themselves into it and meditate themselves into it. I have to believe that God is great. I have to believe that God has a plan. No, I believe that God is great. I believe that God has a plan. I believe that God is good because here's the truth of the matter. Whether I believe it or not, it is what it is. Whether I believe it or not, God is great and God is good. And it's my choice to invite him into my situations, good or bad, so that he can reveal his greatness and his goodness to me in that season. That I am always inviting God into my life each and every day, whether it's a good season or a bad season so that he can reveal his goodness and so that he can reveal his greatness to me. So today I want to talk about some of God's attributes that just reveal his greatness and that just reveal how great and how awesome and how magnificent he is. And I believe that it is a practical teaching that I'm about to give, but for some it may seem more theoretical, but this is practical, that I can know that God is great so that when I'm going through a storm, I can hold on to these truths and not throw in the towel because I don't want to go through the storm alone. I want to invite God in the storm with me and keep my eyes focused on him throughout the dark situations that I go through so that I can get through it because I've invited his greatness into the situation with me. And I know that he's fighting on my behalf and he's fighting through me. So so here's an attribute of God, that he is transcendent, that God is transcendent. And what does that mean? That means that he is different and he is independent from his creation. That God is different and that God is independent from his creation. The essence and the nature of God's being and the essence and the nature of his existence is infinitely greater and higher above and beyond everything that he has created. Like God himself is uncreated and he exists apart from his creation. All right, this is good news because I know that when I'm going through a storm, that God isn't um, dictated by my circumstances, that God isn't um, bothered by my, that God doesn't change just because I'm going through a dark season or through a tough time. When I'm going through a tough time, it isn't hard for God. It isn't tough for God because he is transcendent, that he isn't dependent upon his creation and that he exists apart from what he has created. So if I am sure of anything, I'm sure of this, that God is great, that God is real, that God has provided salvation for my soul, 
that God has created me with a purpose and that he loves me unconditional. Like I am sure of these truths right here. And when I put my trust in idols or when I put my trust in things that God has created, then I forfeit all of that security. Then I forfeit all of that truth. When I put my trust in a person, when I put my hope completely in a person or in a job or in a political figure or in my finances or in my own abilities or within my own hopes and dreams or when I put my hopes within my status or within my position, then all of those things, they have too many ifs. They have too many variables, like they're going to change, like they may be there or they may go away. When I put my trust, when I put my hope in all of those things, then all of a sudden my foundation is insecure and it's too shaky. God, unlike creation, is unchanging. Unlike the things that God has created, unlike the things of this world, God is always constant. God is always consistent. God is always unchanging. The Bible says there is no shadow of turning in thee. There is no shadow of turning or changing within him. My hope is safe within God. Always, it's a guarantee that my trust and my hope is always safe within God. Psalms 27 verse 1, the psalmist writes this, that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Like I can put my trust and my hope in God and it's always secure there. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28, the prophet writes this. Have you not known, have you not heard that the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth? He does not faint and he does not grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Like this is a great God that we serve. This is a mighty God that we serve. The idols of this world have no power, but the creator of this world has all power. Amen? Like, hear me when I say this, that God is not a product of science, that God is not a product of the human imagination. Therefore, he is not subjected to the laws of nature because he is God and he is uncreated and he is unending and he is unchanging. Like this is the greatness of God. That's why the Bible refers to him as the ancient of days. He created time, therefore he exists outside of time. He created the universe, therefore he exists outside of all creation. Genesis 1 chapter 1, the Bible starts off with this statement. And it says this, in the beginning, God created in the beginning, God created the heavens and he created the earth. Like that's the intro of life for us, that God created, that God spoke 
and everything came to pass, like God created. Well, what about God might be the question. Everything and everyone has a birth or has an origin. That's true. That would be God. Everyone and everything has a birth and has an origin, and that would be God. Like God is the beginning of all beginnings. And then the question may be, well, who created God? And that would be the wrong question. That would be the wrong question. I know that many of us have been told that there is no wrong question, but that right there is a wrong question. And I don't say that out of arrogance or to be some type of Christian mean, arrogant, you know, influencer or anything like that. Like, no, that's not my goal. But here is the truth of the matter, that God is uncreated. All things need a cause. What caused this existence? If God needed a cause, then God would not be called, would not be God. If God needed a cause, then God would not be God. God is the cause. God is the origin. God is the beginning of all beginnings. He is the ancient of days. God is not in the category of things that are created or caused. God is uncaused and he's uncreated because he is God, the beginning of all beginnings. Isaiah chapter 55 verses 8 and 9 says this, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. You may say, well, this is like, I can't understand this. I can't put my finger on it. This is beyond what I can imagine. That's because his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Like God is so much greater than anything we could think or imagine, like we're not going to ever completely understand God because he's that great. So here's what I'm saying, especially when I'm going through a storm, especially when I'm going through a dark season of life, the transcendence of God is a blessing to me. The transcendence of God is a blessing to each and every one of us as believers because we don't need a God that's on our level. We don't need a God that we can completely understand. We need a God who holds all power in his hand. We need a God who can see the end from the beginning. We need a God that is unaffected by creation, that is unaffected by circumstances. We need a God that is above the storm and that can speak to the storm and that can speak to our dark seasons of life. And we need a God that is above and greater than anything that we can face, than anything that we can think or imagine. This is why the greatness of God, being focused on that during a dark season, being focused on that during a storm, is so important to our faith in making it out of the dark season that we go through in life. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 15 and 16 says this, he 
who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see, to him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. Like we honor God for his greatness. We worship God for his greatness. Here's the truth of the matter. If that God never does anything for us, he's still great and he's still worthy of our worship and worthy of our honor and worthy of our reverence because he's that great. The transcendence of God should cause us to tremble in reverence towards him. The transcendence and the greatness of God should cause us to tremble in reverence towards him. Like, like everything is so casual now. And I'm not talking about the way that we dress or the way that we speak, but, but everything is so casual now, so much so that we don't even know how to honor anymore. Yes, we don't know how to honor each other anymore. We all want to be critical. We all want to be disrespectful. We all want our own voices to be heard. Yeah, we don't know how to honor each other, but even more so than that, I believe that we've forgotten how to honor God, how to have reverence towards God. How do we uphold God? Like, like understand this. He's not the man upstairs. He's not the big guy in the sky. He is God, the great and magnificent one. He is God, and above him there is no other. He's the creator of the universe who created everything all by speaking the word, and it came to life. He is God above and before all. He speaks, and things come to life. He speaks and he can take anything or anyone away. His power is unlimited and his kingdom has no end. To him, we surrender our lives. Why? Because it's the only salvation that is available for our souls. This is God and we honor him and we have reverence towards him, and we fear him, and we tremble in his presence, not because we're afraid, like, ooh, we're afraid, but because he's so great that we have a reverence towards him, a reverence towards who God is. When it comes to church, we have to understand that the church is God's house. Amen? I'm not talking about the physical building. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the people of God, that the assembling of the people of God, when we assemble like it's all about God, that it belongs to God, that it's God's house, that it's not about us. It's not about our preferences. Amen? It's not about our opportunities. It's not about attention towards us. No, it's about attention and honor towards God. It's all about God. God the Father, amen, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's all about him. Another truth when it comes to the greatness of God that helps us get through dark seasons in our lives is to understand that God is omniscient, that he is all-knowing, that God knows everything that there is and isn't to know, that nothing surprises God. Man, that nothing surprises God. 
That when I'm surprised, when I'm caught off guard, when a storm comes into my life, when a season all of a sudden goes dark in my life, that that doesn't surprise God. That God knew that it was going to happen, and God knows what the end is going to look like. God knows everything, past, present, and future. Psalms 139 verse 4 says this, Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all. That God knows it all. These omniscient. Romans chapter 11, verse 33 through 36 says this, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgment. How inscrutable are his ways. Like we can't judge God. Like God is the only one who can judge because God knows every single thing. God knows everything. That when that tragedy happened, it didn't surprise God. When that loss happened, it did not surprise God. When that trauma occurred, it didn't surprise God. Nothing surprises God. He knows everything. Therefore, he knows it. He knows how to fix it. God knows everything. So therefore, he knows how to bring peace to the storm. God knows everything, therefore he knows the solution to the problem. God knows everything, therefore he knows how to bring healing to the pain. You know, I cannot express like how good and how important this teaching is. Like if I went into the storm that I went through, and if I went into the darkness that I experienced without this understanding, without this teaching, and without my faith anchored in this, then then there's no way that I would have made it out without knowing that no matter what, God is great and his attributes and his characteristics do not change because of what I'm going through. This is what it says in Psalms 139 verse 17. It says, how precious to me are your thoughts, O God, how vast the sum of them. Like how precious are the thoughts of God. How great are the thoughts of God. How important and how valuable are the thoughts of God. And here's the question, do we take pleasure in God's thoughts? Do we see God's thoughts as powerful? Well, how do we know? It's his word. It's the Bible. It's the word of God. Do we hold it as a treasure? Do we hold it as valuable? Do we see it as precious? If we want to know the thoughts of God, then he's given us his word, the Bible, scripture. He's given us that so that it's available to us. If we take pleasure and the thoughts of God, then we can have peace of mind. Hallelujah. If we take pleasure in the thoughts and in the word of God, then we can have self-love because now we know what God says about us. If we take pleasure and hold the word of God as valuable, then we can have godly confidence because we know the one who's fighting for us is great and that he is good. If we don't hold valuable the thoughts of God, 
the word of God, if we don't view it as precious, then the foolishness of this world will be our demise. If we don't hold God's word as valuable and as precious, then the foolishness of this world will be our demise. The next thought that I want us to think of, think about here, is that God rules everything. That God's great and he rules and he has control, he has control over everything. That God has control over the spiritual world. In Isaiah 59, verse 19, it says this, when the enemy, when the devil, when he shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. That when the enemy comes in, when it seems like the darkness is taking over, when it seems like we're at the worst part in the storm, the Bible tells us that God will lift up a wall, will lift up a standard against him, and everything that the enemy throws our way, it will fail in Jesus' name because God has the final say-so, and God is fighting on our behalf. Nothing can compare to our God. Nothing can compare to the greatness of God. No one else is all-powerful. No one else holds all authority. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 through 18 says this, He is, talking about Jesus, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, which is the church. He is the beginning. He is the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. Like, that's a good place to give God praise right there, to understand that God is preeminent and that nothing can compare to him. Jesus, God's son, he's fighting for us and he's fighting through us. Culture has chalked up God to be something soft. Culture has chalked up Christianity and faith to be like a crutch or something for soft people to be pie in the sky. And we sing songs like he's got the whole world in his hand. But guess what? We serve a God who has got the whole world in his hand. Like that is the greatness and the magnificence of God. Like do we understand what that means? That he's incomparable, that he controls everything that he speaks and things happen. Like God is great. Like this isn't pie in the sky. This isn't anything soft. This isn't anything that can be taken advantage of. Nothing surprises our God and God wins every single time. He is preeminent. That means that he is surpassing all others, that he is exclusively distinguished. That's our God. That's the God that we serve. Luke chapter 1 verse 37 says this, For nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with 
God. He holds all power. And guess what? We can receive God's power. As the people of God, we can receive God's power. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says this, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than we can ask or think according to the power at work within us. His power is at work within us. And through him, we can do anything. God is all power all-powerful, and he uses that power to empower us to do his will. If you're going through a storm, if you're going through a tough season, guess what? God's power is still there, and his power is still working in and through you. His power is working within us, no matter what the circumstances are. Luke chapter 10, verse 19 says this, Behold, I have given you, talking about us as the people of God. He says, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nothing shall destroy you. Nothing shall succeed that comes against you because God has given us all power over the enemy. Guess what? The enemy stirs up a storm in my life. We can have victory over that storm. The enemy brings darkness and chaos into our life. We can have victory over that darkness and over that chaos because of the power that God has given us, because we are empowered by the Holy Spirit of God. The devil should not be beaten up on us. We should be whooping up on the devil, amen? Like the devil doesn't have the power that God has given us. The devil doesn't have the power that God has. We have victory because our God is all powerful. He's omnipotent. He's omnipotent, which means that he's all powerful. I'm telling you, God's greatness will get you through any dark season you go through. His greatness will get you through any storm that comes your way. We just have to recognize that we need God's power. We have to recognize that we need God's power. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, it says this, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Like, God's greatness makes his goodness available to us. That we can cast all of our cares, we can cast all of our anxiety on him because he loves us and because he cares for us. This is the kindness and the goodness of God that I'll talk more about next week. His strength and his power makes him the only one who can handle our cares and our anxiety. God's power and God's strength and God's greatness makes him the only one who can handle our anxieties it makes him the only one who can handle our fears and our cares. Running to him in a storm is the only way that we can make it through the storm stronger and better instead of bitter and weaker. Psalms 118 verse 12 and 13 says that they surrounded me like bees. 
The enemy surrounded me like bees. They went out like a fire among thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. I was pushed hard so that I was falling, but the Lord helped me. Like he's saying that the enemy came in and it looked like there was no way that I was going to overcome the schemes of the enemy. It looked like there was no way that I was going to have victory over the attack of the enemy. But guess what? When I was falling, the Lord came in and he helped me. That's what it says in Psalms 118 verse 13. I was falling. I was failing. I was sinking. I was going through the worst season of my life, but the Lord came in and he helped me. The Lord came in and he took over. The Lord came in and he empowered me to make it through. Having an understanding of the greatness of God makes it to where we will continually invite him in our lives whether we're going through a storm or whether we're going through the darkest season that we can imagine, no matter what the heartache is, no matter what the disappointment is, no matter what the failure is, no matter what it looks like, no matter if it looks like you've lost in the world's eyes, no matter if it looks like that, that you're done and it's over and, 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 and you're disqualified and it's through for you, guess what? The Lord steps in. And the Lord helps those who invite him in to help them. Our understanding of God's greatness and our faith in God's greatness will dictate our response to God's greatness. And our response to God's greatness will determine how we come through the dark seasons of life, bitter or better. Psalms 145 verse 3, and I'll close out with these thoughts. Psalms 145 verse 3, it says, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. In good times, God is great, so we praise him. In bad times, God is great, so we praise him. That our circumstances don't dictate our response to who God is. No matter what, he's great and greatly to be praised. Our praise and worship towards God gets our eyes off of our circumstances and refocuses them onto God and who he is. I'm telling you what I have experienced, that going through a terrible season, going through storms and going through darkness and feeling like it's done and it's over and like you want to throw in the towel, our response to who God is, is going to dictate how we come out of that season, whether we'll be bitter or whether we'll be better, whether we'll operate in our God-given purpose or whether we're going to go our own way and do life according to our own knowledge and understanding, which is very limited. I need God's greatness. We need God's understanding. 
We need God in every situation in our lives. Like Peter, walking out on the water, keeping our eyes focused on Jesus and who he is will help us stay above what's happening around us. But when we lose focus from who Jesus is, and we start looking at our circumstances, then we become overwhelmed and we begin to drown within our circumstances. But always, we can call out to God, we can call out to Jesus, and he comes and he helps us and he restores our souls. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. I look forward to episode six, talking about the goodness of God. Thanks again. God bless you. Again, I want to thank you for checking out the Life His Way podcast. I want to invite you also to log on to www dot lifehisway.cc slash fca there you can learn about the fellowship of christian athletes and how we're launching that ministry at georgia state university and i want to invite you to be a supporter of what god is going to do on the campus of georgia state university when you give to life his way 100 of those funds goes to support the ministry of fca at georgia state university hey let's be a part of expanding the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. And you can do that through your giving to Fellowship of Christian Athletes at Georgia State University, where I'm going to have the privilege of reaching every coach and every athlete for the glory of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for partnering with me. I'll see you next time on next week's podcast for Life is Way.